What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Landing Podcast Network, presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win money. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backslash WinBet. What's up, guys? I got the Debo Samuel jersey. We're giving it away this week, I think on Sunday, I believe. Debo Samuel signed jersey from Pristine Auction. It is super nice, and it's going to be given away for free. If you comment on any video, do this one, of course, and then subscribe to SGPN Fantasy Football and send the screenshots over to SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. It's so easy, and I think only 45 or 40 people have joined. Perfect Christmas gift for the football fan in your life. Do whatever you want with it. Give it out to your league mates. I don't care, but uh, I'm going to have my wife sign up again so I can try to win it for myself. <laughs> so, uh, so Brad, we got a listener question. Let's go straight we, into that. We do. We got our first listener question is all around who is the rest of season favorite here? Is it Tyler Lockett? wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, or Darnell Mooney, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Just recently got a little bit of competition from Chase Claypool, but we've seen Justin Fields start to air it out a little bit more here the last few weeks. So who do you like rest of season, Dave, between Tyler Lockett and Darnell Mooney? Yeah, so listen, uh, we've we've all had our hits and had our misses. Um, you know, earlier in the season, I 100% was hitting on Justin Fields. I haven't been recently. But the volume is still down. I mean, he's he's passing the ball a lot compared to what he was doing before. He's still only passing the ball like 25, 26 times. They're 31st oh, yeah. in pass volume. And over the last couple of weeks, it's not like they've gone up to the top five if you just counted the last couple of weeks. Tyler Lockett is also someone that I was totally down on and out this offseason, you know, and I kind of liked Mooney. But I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett on this one. He has been a very consistent receiver this year, and that's been my biggest issue with him. He has not been consistent in the past, but Geno Smith and the way that they are using him in this offense, he has been tried and true. And last week he he killed my Giants. Um, he had the big play, but he hasn't had the huge boom games, but he has not had the huge floor games. And I think Tyler Lockett is, is going to be uh, a stud the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that. Darnell Mooney's been kind of really kind of a bust up to this point, if we're completely honest with ourselves. He has had a couple good games here as of recently, like we said, because we've seen Justin Fields get the opportunity to throw more than 18 times a game. 
Tyler Lockett, like you said, that consistency is an issue. I agree with that. There's only two weeks out of the season up to this point that he's given you less than double-digit fantasy points, and he's also still given you a week where he scored, I believe, 30-some-odd fantasy points, so he still has given you that boom week, but he's got a really safe floor as well. Geno Smith is lights out right now. DK Metcalf is still nursing that injury a little bit. Tyler Lockett nursing that injury a little bit, but everything seems to be going in the right direction direction and I'm definitely rolling with Tyler Lockett for the rest of the season all right next question who should I trade who should I trade should I trade Ramondre Stevenson the Stevenson season running back for the New England Patriots or shining star rookie Damian Pierce running back for the Houston Texans who are you trading and who are you keeping Dave yeah, this this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna keep. I heard Ramonster T- Stevenson when they were doing the the uh, Halloween <laughs> nicknames, and nice. I love it. Nice. Um, I'm gonna keep Stevenson. Uh, this this Texans situation, it's just getting uglier and uglier. And I know Pierce is getting the volume, but he's not. You know, it's not as good of an offense. I know the Patriots' offense is not the best in the league, but I, I do like what's. You know, I do like what you know Stevenson can do plus I think you can get more for uh for Pierce in a trade yeah I'm I think you're actually see I'm a little bit on the opposite I think you're going to get more out of Ramondre Stevenson out of a trade than you are with Darnell or with uh Damian Pierce because he's getting that passing volume also and most leagues now are either half point or full point PPR and Ramondre Stevenson has eaten those receptions up so I think he's going to be more tradable now maybe you've got a point to where maybe you could get more out of Damian Pierce if you find the right buyer but I think from a trading perspective Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the easiest to kind of drive that value up and get multiple people kind of bidding against each other wanting to hold of him I would personally prefer Ramondre Stevenson on my team because of the long-term value that I think he might bring. You still have to look at Damian Pierce as a fourth-round pick on a really bad franchise that may be looking to move move on from him in the in a year or two. I do still think, obviously, he's a starting running back for the Houston Texans moving on to next season. But I think Ramondre Stevenson's a guy that I want to keep because – I just think he's got more of that dynasty value in the long term. And I'm going to be looking to trade Damian Pierce in dynasty leagues. If it's redraft, it's the complete opposite. I'm trying to move Damian Pierce and hold on to Ramondre Stevenson. So it is a little bit different depending on what type of fantasy football we're talking about. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to get from other people because you got to know your league. You got a bunch yeah. of Patriots fans in there. You're going to get more for Ramondre. You got a bunch of people that are excited about, about Pierce. Um, and then if it's dynasty, it's a whole nother situation. Yeah. And in dynasty, they're they're very close in value. I think I have them back to back in my rankings in dynasty. But Pierce is two years younger. Um, and you know, but I just, you know, if yeah. I'm assuming it's a redraft. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to shout out to Almighty Jay. And our man Cody Zeeb also does content for SGPN uh, sports gambling podcast as well. So thanks for y'all's questions before the show. Cool. Well, let's check in with the sponsors real quick and get into some dynasty trades. Um, before that, I do want to just remember, remind everybody, subscribe, like, enter the contest. But it really does support the show. If you're listening, make sure you give us, uh, you know, give us a review 
Um, it really does, you know, show your support. Um, if you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for our WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have the better odds on WinBet, give you, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at winbet.com. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com, bachelor's winbet. Just so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com, bachelor's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and you can see on the bottom of the screen right now, if you're watching, that we've got that beautiful Debo Samuel jersey up for grabs for you as an SGP and fantasy football listener. However, the Mothership Sports Gambling Podcast is also giving you an opportunity to win an autographed Lawrence Taylor or Brian Dawkins jersey. All you got to do is go to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast and comment on any video. And here's the beauty of it. You could comment on as many as you want, and all of them count as separate entries to win those jerseys. So go in, watch all 100 videos, comment on all 100. You just got 100 entries to win that Lawrence Taylor or Brian Dawkins autographed jersey. So make sure you turn your notifications on as well so that you don't miss out when SGP contacts you when you win. That winner will be announced on Sunday as part of the recap show. So make sure you tune in. All right, all right. So um, we're going to be doing uh, a little this or that. We haven't heard this song in a little while, so we've got to play it. Surprise, Brad, with that one. But he, he did a nice job, put it together. He got to put it to use. Mm-hmm. Shout out to WinBet. What's our first trade? All right, so... Check it out. Here's what we're going to be doing today. We're talking through some of the most traded players over the course of the last 30 days and found some nice one-to-one trades to kind of take a look at and say, what do we like? What side do we like? What do we prefer? And we're starting with the top five sold running backs over the last 30 days. I'm just going to read the five names first so you kind of get a grip of who we're talking about. We're going to be talking about Brees Hall, right, and that injury to the ACL. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey and Travis Etienne are the five five of the, actually the top five most traded running backs, according to my fantasy league right now, on all the leagues on my fantasy league. So here's the first trade we're going to look at, and it's involving Brees Hall. So we all know from a dynasty perspective, he's injured. You sell him now, you might get a late first for him, something like that on best case scenario. But what if I told you you could trade him for Debo Samuel straight up, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers? Is that a trade you think you'd be willing to take, or which side would you prefer between those two? 
Yeah, I I definitely would prefer the Brees Hall side. I have him higher in my dynasty rankings. I do know that that would be a difficult decision in the case where I'm a contending team. I'm trading off one of my best players for a player that is not playing this season. If you're, if you are, this is Jake. Shout out to Jake Estes. Uh, he put out a, a great tweet today, and it says, "Go buy Brees Hall. Go buy Javante Williams. It'll help you get the number one pick." and then go draft B. John Robinson. And so I love that. And, and that's exactly what you're going to do here. You're getting rid of Debo, who honestly is not definitely not been as good this year, who was the big – he was hurt a lot by that guy on the bottom right here, Christian McCaffrey coming over. And, uh, yeah, Brees Hall's a stud. He's still just 21 years old. He's going to be fine coming off an ACL injury. I would definitely take Brees Hall. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at too. But I do think the context that you provided around contending versus rebuild and and whatnot, even if you're a middling team, let's say you think you might squeeze into the playoffs. I still think it's the right move to go and get Brees Hall and move away from Debo Samuel. Like you said, that volume, we expect Debo to kind of drop down a little bit with Christian McCaffrey getting all the work out of the backfield now. So I would I would tend to agree with you there. And if you're not a contender... Like, don't like we, we've all been like part of those, like we're your fans of those franchises that like, like the Colts, like they just like, what are you doing? You're putting together like a team so you can get a B grade. Like, <laughs> stop doing that. Like, that you like, you don't like use first round picks. You just, no. you don't like go after, go after people in free agency. Like they're just not aggressive and they put together an okay roster and now it's bit them in the butt. Yeah. But like, they've had a good team, but it's never been one like in the last, like, 10 you know, since since Peyton's left, you know, it's really not been a team that can that has that like star power and you need star power. And so if you're not really a contender, you're a middling team, you, you probably want to do something like this. Yep, most likely. All right, let's move on to the next guy on the screen, and that is Dalvin Cook, wide receiver, or correction, running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And what if I told you you could do a one-for-one trade for another injured guy like kind of like what we just talked about but not as long term in Hollywood Brown a guy that the Arizona Cardinals gave up a first round pick for before the season started is that a trade you'd be willing to make moving on from Dalvin Cook to get Marquise Hollywood Brown yeah I I think I would I mean Mark you you look at Dalvin Cook he's he's was 27 years old or 26 years old Um, he's not going to He's not going to be around for too much longer. Marquise Brown's going to be around for much longer, and he hasn't been as good this year. You're seeing a whole lot of, you know, you're seeing a, you're seeing a whole lot of Alexander Madison. Um, you know, he's been good, but he hasn't been, you know, that elite guy that we've seen in the past. He's already 27 in August. He's he, August. He turned 27, so he'll be 28 next year, and that's kind of the end of it for running backs. Uh, 80 85 percent of RB one production comes from the ages of 22 and 28. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me because I think Dalvin Cook is a little underrated, really, when we look at what he's done this year because he's not, you know, scoring a ton. uh, He's not getting a ton of receiving work like what we're used to or what we kind of thought was going to happen in this Kevin O'Connell offense. But he's rushed for over 75 yards in every game except for one this season. He's had a couple games over 100 yards. He's getting touchdowns on the ground. He really has been a solid fantasy football asset for you this this year. And 
he hasn't, knock on wood, got that injury bug yet. Like what we're used to Dalvin Cook seeing, he misses a game here, a game there kind of thing, where Alexander Madison really gets that opportunity. And we haven't seen that. I hope we don't. I do own him in a league where I'm trying to win a championship, so I kind of need him to stay healthy if I'm completely honest. Uh, But I can see if you're, again, you know, a lot of these kinds of trades that we're going to talk about are dependent on the situation, and they're good for both sides. That's the nice thing about it. If you're trying to win, you've got Hollywood Brown sitting in your IR. He's not going to be back for about four (laughs) weeks or so. And somebody who doesn't need Dalvin Cook because they're rebuilding says, you know what, I'd like to take that shot on Hollywood Brown. Let me go one for one. Maybe you can squeeze a third or a second round pick out of him also for Dalvin Cook, right? So you get to play around with a little bit. So I really like both sides of these trades, assuming that one is a contender and one is kind of a rebuild. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. Not that I'm, I'm going to change my answer, Dalvin Cook, but again, if you're a contender, there's a whole lot of players in that Marquise Brown range. There's not a lot of guys in the Dalvin Cook range right now. And if you're a contender and you win, that's all that matters. So like Dalvin Cook is someone that is like, that's He's a great RB2, and he's a he's, he's someone you could put as an RB1 on your team. So you're bringing him over in a trade. He's probably your RB2. Yep. And so, um, you know, go win that championship. Don't necessarily always worry about the long-term value. Um, I, yeah, Marquise Brown's going to play longer, but he's also had his share of injuries, and he's not under contract. He's going to have to – they're going to have to sign, re-sign him this offseason um, or next offseason over there in uh, Arizona. Yep. All right, let's move on to the third guy on the screen, and that is Travis Etienne. And this one is going to be very interesting, I feel like, because the first two were kind of easy, right? We looked at him and said, contending team is going to take this side. A rebuild team is going to take this side. But what about Travis Etienne or C.D. Lamb? A one-for-one trade, Travis Etienne, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, or C.D. Lamb, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys? Which side do you want, Dave? Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to think. If you know, if I was in a redraft next year, who would I who would I take? Uh, I, I'll go with Travis Etienne, um, but I, I can see why someone would go C.D. Lamb. I mean, these running backs' values change so quickly. My running back rankings article either came out today or is coming out tomorrow, um, but I did move Travis Etienne up a lot. Um, he's very high in my dynasty running back rankings and I'll take him. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me because I I think it's a little more apparent of really an even trade in a positional need, right? A team that's kind of heavy on running backs and a team that's kind of heavy on wide receivers saying, hey, let's swap a stud for a stud. It helps us both. And it's a pretty even trade. I do think it's even. If I'm rebuilding, I think I go CD Lamb though. And, and the reason be is typically when you're in that rebuild, you're going to be looking to stash those wide receivers first. That's kind of the position you go after first. You get those young guys that you can hold for a few years while you're building the rest of your roster. And if you're, you know, a typical rebuild, you're two, maybe three years out before you've got a legitimate contending type team, unless you just are really able to make some hellaciously good trades uh, to make your team that much better every single time. I really do think C.D. Lamb is the the addition to make in that rebuild, and you get that value out of Travis Etienne right now. Again, 
because of positional scarcity and all this, I'd probably be trying to get a slight pick added on top of that if I could. But I think this trade is dead nuts, even one-to-one. If I'm trying to win now, it just depends on positional need. But if I'm rebuilding, I'm definitely probably going the C.D. Lamb side just because of that longevity. Yeah, no, I can can see that as well. All right. I see we got a question. You want to do the question or finish these two up? Yeah, we got the question. I also added one to the group. I don't know if we're going to talk about A.J. Brown, but we have another A.J. Brown one from Twitter. Okay. All right. Let's, Let's throw this question up. All right, from Ethan John, he says, should I start Curtis Samuel or Deonta Foreman? Deonta Foreman, running back for the Carolina Panthers, or Curtis Samuel, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders? Yeah, I'm starting Foreman. Um, He looked great last week. I know that Chuba Hubbard might come back this week. It's not a guarantee he comes back. Even if he does, I've said Foreman is the backup behind Christian McCaffrey the whole time. He played really well in, in you know, mop-up duty for Derrick Henry in a few weeks last year. And that's the identity of this team. They are going to run the ball. And so Deontay Foreman is, is my guy. Curtis Samuels had some great weeks, but we've seen it really tail off. And he can really let you down. And I think the volume makes Foreman the safer play. Yeah, I mean, with Tyler Heineke, we've seen him hyper-target kind of Terry McLaurin. That's his go-to guy. Whereas Carson Wentz was more willing to kind of really spread the ball out and he actually kind of hyper targeted Curtis Samuel, right? If we really want to get into it, double digit targets. And I, I believe every outing that Carson Wentz started, whereas Deonta Foreman over the last two weeks has been the bell cow, right? He got the bulk of the carries. He got all the, you know, the bulk of the carries the first week, he got all the carries last week with Chuba being out. And now we're looking at him going up against Cincinnati Bengals defense that just allowed Nick Chubb, who I'm not comparing the two, right? But, he just ran for over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns against kind of a weaker uh, Cincinnati Bengals defense. And I'm not sure about Hendrickson and and how he how healthy he is coming out of that game and whether or not he's going to be full health. They also lost some other pieces. So it's going to be very interesting. I think down to Foreman with the volume and the opportunity against Cincinnati Bengals is definitely the play. Yep. He had another question as well. Uh, let's see. Oh, there we go. I did. I missed that one. Sorry good. about that. Yeah. And yes. 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 Smash yes. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, 100%. Leonard Fournette is not getting the passing volume he did last year. Last week he had nine carries for 27 yards. He's an absolute sell. The fact that he scored a touchdown last week keeps the window. It is holding that window open that you can possibly sell him. But coming off of, you know, they're, they're looking to change this offense. And the thing that they could do is look at that running game and say, you know what, Rashad White's going to get 50% of the snaps. Well, we're going to ride the hot hand, and next thing you know, Rashad White's starting running back. I just – yeah, Ramondre Stevenson is that dude. You got to go get him. Yeah, if that's the trade, you absolutely take Ramondre Stevenson. I, I'm not as worried about Leonard Fournette. He's still, you know, outside of last week, he's been getting a shit ton of targets. I mean, six targets, seven targets, 11 targets, six targets again – Right. So there was a stretch there where he was really being pretty heavily targeted in the passing game, as well as getting some volume. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is just 
rough right now. And I like to hope that they kind of straighten it out. The Byron Leftwich, Tom, Tom Brady kind of figure these th- this thing out and get to be a little bit more of an efficiently run offense. And I think Leonard Fournette's going to be a big benefactor of that. But if, if you have this offer on the table, or if you think you could offer that and get it, I absolutely think it's a smash for Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, Daniel, uh, do this trade trade. Wait, I'm oh, sorry. I, I missed, I missed the whole Mixon part. Mixon and Mooney for Evans and Kirk. That it definitely changes it for me. Uh, as far as like not so easy, I thought it was Mooney for Evans and Kirk, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, you need receivers, and you have Pierce and Saquon. So I say this every week: like if you have two, if you have three running backs, you're not safe. Like Saquon's on by this week. Pierce gets the Eagles. Like, it's a terrible matchup. And then you have Mixon. But if, like, Pierce gets hurt, you have Mixon and, and Saquon, and then somebody goes on a bye week, and next thing you know, you're starting Brad next week. So, yeah. like, hey, I'm pretty good. Don't underestimate. Don't you need underestimate. the running back depth. <laughs> um, but Evans and Kirk are, are good. I like them both over, over Mooney. So, um, I can see why you're doing it. I would just, I would like to have another running back to be able to do that trade and just not have Pierce Saquon and then nothing. Yeah, it's it's definitely the other side for me as well. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mixon and Mooney. I think like you said that that too and you gotta imagine there's probably a flex. So Mixon's most likely starting for you every week anyway. Right. I do think it kind of depends on who your wide receivers are also, though. Right. You're trying to make that run. If if Mooney is your wide receiver one, you might be in a little bit of a problem there. You might right? just lost so Bateman and Thomas. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's it kind of depends on what the rest of your team is. But just in a vacuum, you can't move Mixon and Mooney for Evans and Kirk. I, I don't think that's yeah, a good. Yeah. Move. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make that move. Mooney and Kirk are very close. Mixon and Evans are close, but Mixon is is a starting running back, and those are hard to find. Um, yeah, I'd probably feel a lot better if it was Mixon and Mooney for Evans and I don't Antonio Gibson, like some other running back to kind of help you out a little bit. I, yeah. I don't like losing a player like Mixon, who right now is a top twelve running back, for not another running back that that you yeah. can plug in. So. Yep. So the the one from Twitter uh, that I wanted to talk about was from Michael Nelson, and he had hit me up earlier and said, you know, what do you think about this trade? Ended up, you know, changing around a little bit. He sold AJ Brown. He got Garrett Wilson, Javante Williams. Originally, it was Jamison Williams. Garrett Wilson, Javante Williams, and a 2024 first for AJ Brown. He's rebuilding. He's the 12th team. So Garrett Wilson, Javonta Williams, a 24 first for A.J. Brown. Yep. That's a good haul. Yeah, I've met, that's a good that's haul. That's good how haul. you do it. That's how you do it. You you If you're going to trade a stud like A.J. Brown, you do it after a three-touchdown week, and you get that kind of a haul. You don't trade him. Like, you wouldn't trade Jamar Chase right now, who's hurt. You would trade Jamar Chase after he had the monster week. And so if you're going to trade any of these guys, you have to wait till like they like three touchdowns. Like that's, that's probably not going to happen much this season. Yeah. And um, Javante Williams is worth at least a first Garrett Wilson's worth at least a first. And he got another first. So it's like three firsts possible, like 
maybe four first if you consider Wilson or Williams worth more for AJ Brown. I, I like that deal. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with how comfortable you are with Javonta Williams being out for really basically a season and a half to two seasons. Um, that, you know, the ACL and the LCL is not a good combination right now. That's a hard injury to come back from. Um, you're seeing some issues with J.K. Dobbins right now, which is a very similar injury. So it, it, you have to be comfortable with Javante Williams and have faith that he's going to come back and, and be at form, or this isn't as good of a trade as as what we think it might be right now. I would yeah. be a lot more comfortable if that 24 first was a 23 first. I think that would make me feel a little bit better about it and taking on that risk that's associated with Javante Williams. But you definitely cannot argue with the fact that you're getting a haul in a rebuild moving A.J. Brown for those three, those yeah, two Garrett, players in a pick. You're getting Garrett Wilson yep. and you're getting 24 first. Um, and then, you know, you have other players too. Like, don't just look at J.K. Dobbins as the case study for this type of an injury. There's guys that, you know, shredded their knee and they're out there playing well. There's guys that shredded their knee and they're out of the league. You know, like you have a lot of in between as well. Gus Edwards had a similar injury to J.K. Dobbins. He came back and then he had the the hamstring injury. Um, But you have other players that, you know, tore their knee up and they came right back and and were fine. Um, But it is a longer, it is definitely a longer recovery. You just just go into it understanding that, right? Don't think he's going to be back by week one, you know, because it's just an ACL tear, right? Because that it's not going to be that simple for him. So for sure. Um, all right. So we we had a question about Joe Mixon, right? Yep. Somebody asked about it. That's the next guy we're going to talk about, and I've really got two names I want to tie to him. So I want who who do you want out of the three of them? And maybe we do a keep one, trade one, cut one kind of thing. However you okay. want to do it. I'm going to give you three names. Joe Mixon, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, or Chris Olave, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. So Mixon, DJ Moore, or Chris Olave? I, I'm going to go with Olave. Um, I, I do I do like Olave. I'm assuming this is just a this this is a redraft or a dynasty trade. This is these are all dynasty trades. Yeah, the, di- I'm gonna go. I'm 100% going to go with Chris Olave. Yep. Yeah. I, I, so for me, it's mixing on the bottom end of the spectrum right now. So I'm looking at either DJ Moore or Chris Olave here. Do you believe that DJ Moore is going to turn it around with whoever is the, the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers next year? We did, we have seen him start to produce over the course of the last couple of weeks with PJ Walker at the helm, do you expect that to continue? No, this is where you I trade don't. DJ Moore. I, we're not in the receivers yeah. yet, but this is where I'm trading DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, so I, I could see somebody who who likes DJ Moore. Just we've seen him on the field with poor quarterback play before and really produce. Just needs maybe a little bit of touchdown uptick. But I think I'm going Chris Olave here as well. Out of the three, I just you get the youth. You get a guy who you see being targeted down the field. Whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, it doesn't matter. Michael Thomas just got put on IR. They said he's likely to not play the rest of the season now. Jarvis Landry got a limited practice in. He may be back. So Chris Olave is the man. He is the future for the New Orleans Saints as far as the wide receiver position is concerned. And I, I think that's a smash play out of the three, to be completely honest. So, yep. 
All right, the last running back we will talk about is the man who just did something that hasn't been done since 2005, LaDainian Tomlinson, and that is Christian McCaffrey. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, he threw for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and ran in a touchdown all in the same game last week. So, Christian McCaffrey or Brees Hall? One for one. Yeah, so this uh, really depends on your roster. So, I just I just did my dynasty rankings and I can pull pull up to see exactly where I'm at on this. Um, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Christian McCaffrey if I'm a competing team, but I'm gonna take Brees Hall if this is a startup, and, and I'm looking for the long run. Um, so I just redid my rankings and I have actually I have I have Brees Hall at five, Christian McCaffrey at eight. Yeah, I think all of these trades are really solid trades for both sides. Again, assuming that we kind of understand the perspective, and that is I'm trying to win a championship, I want to go get CMC, or I'm rebuilding for the future, I want Brees Hall. So I 100% agree, and I see a last-minute decision, so let's get to it. Yeah, and I mean, you've got a couple – Yeah, neither of these teams playing tonight. You should be okay, but um, barring any changes, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. He's been playing really well. Um, you know, he's, he's been very involved in the offense and, uh, and I'm going to stick with him. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're both okay plays. You're just hoping they get in the end zone. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go Hayden Hurst just cause he's been more consistent the entirety of the season. Right. Uh, I think if you look at the last three weeks or whatever it's been, right, Evan Ingram's really been pretty solid for you. He's gotten you double digit points, but before that, it really took him a while to come on. Uh, so which is the tale of truth? Is it the beginning, the first three or four games of the season, or is it the last three or four games that we've seen? Uh, Hayden Hurst has been pretty consistent for the most part, um, throughout the entirety of the season, getting targets, maybe not necessarily with production, but he's been getting the targets. Uh, and I think that's the guy that I just feel safer about right now, especially with Jamar Chase being out and you've got some injuries to T Higgins kind of nursing a little bit. We saw, uh, Mike Thomas not really not be the guy. I mean, he dropped a couple balls that were not even partially contested. He just let him hit him in the hands and they fell down. So uh, I, th- I think Hayden Hurst is the primary benefactor there, and that's the guy that I'm going to stick with this week. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And I didn't get pretty little visuals up there for these guys. So I'm just going to go one by one here. Again, this is going to be five wide receivers, the most traded over the last 30 days. And the first guy is none other than primary target for Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. And would you prefer him or Devonta Smith? Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver we get to see tonight. Oh, that one's easy. And and this, okay, oh, so this is a dynasty trade. Yep, all these and are dynasty. You have to think about that. I'll still take Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm going Devonta Smith here. If I'm now, I do think you could probably get more out of Devontae Adams out of a trade but we strictly wanted to look at one-for-one trades, and Devonta Smith is definitely a guy I'm okay getting out of a move from Devonta Adams. Like we talked about earlier, I might be looking to throw a pick on top of that at some, if I can, if I can get a second or something like that. I'm going to try to do that, but Devonta Smith is a guy I believe in personally. 
Uh, I just think he wins at all levels of the game, and he's tied to what we think is a pretty damn good quarterback at this point, Jalen Hurts, who's playing pretty well. He's not throwing for a ton of touchdowns, but he has definitely improved as a passer from what we saw last season, so I'm okay making that move from Adams to Devonta Smith. All right, next guy is Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, the second most traded for wide receiver over the last 30 days. And would you prefer Stephon Diggs or Amon Ross St. Brown? That one is definitely, for me, that has a lot to do with where your team's at. Um, I, I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown on this one just because he has he has the, the long-term value. Um, Stephon Diggs is, is great, but Stephon Diggs, just like Adams, you know, you're putting your pick, you, the two that you picked so far were a 29 year old receiver and a 22 year old receiver. The yep. second trade is the 29 year old receiver versus 22 year old receiver. Yep. So it all depends on where your roster is. If you're looking to compete, same with the McCaffrey thing, you take that guy. In a startup, I can see taking the other guys. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I want the guy that's more valuable to me now, and I'm treating them like assets. So I'll go with Stefan Diggs just because I can I'll switch it to, to Stefan Diggs. I can get more for Stefan Diggs in a trade. So yeah. I just treat it as an asset. I'll take Diggs. Yeah, I'm going to go with kind of the same thing I said before. I'm okay with Amon Ra. I'm looking to try to get a pick added to that. Again, a second round pick or something like that if I can. That's the kind of move I'm looking to make if I can move a Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams, one of these young studs that we know is producing already, and we expect them to take maybe that third-year leap like what we used to think until Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson came into the league, right? That third year wide receiver breakout is kind of, was kind of the norm. So I I'm going to take the Amon Ross side here as well. Uh, if you could get a pick. All right. This is Michael that had that trade, that trade earlier we discussed with Javante Williams. Um, so my team is going to be in a three to four year rebuild. I'm, I'm far, I'm by far the last place team with two top five picks next year. Three and two and twenty-four. Best players are Hall, Pitts, Watson, Lance, Javante, Dobbins, and Garrett Wilson. I don't think you're that far away. You're not three, four years away. Hmm. Yeah, with those picks, two top five picks next year. If you somehow land, if you somehow, if you can find a way to land Bijan Robinson, then you're Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Javante. You know, who cares about Dobbins at that point? Like, yep. you're set. But you could also, with one of those top five picks, get one of those top quarterbacks, um, whether it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Um, there's also some stud receivers coming out. Like, if you could get Jordan Addison or go get Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, you're going to be in good shape. In 2024, there's this, it's a really talented class. Like, I know the kid from, tech, you know, Texas needs a haircut. But he can sling it. Quinn, you know, Quinn Ewers is a stud. He is a very good quarterback. And unfortunately, he hurt his shoulder, so we haven't seen him the last few weeks. He is an absolute stud. Um, so there, there's players in the next two classes. Do not forget about 2024 picks in your rebuilds. Yeah, I the one thing I would say around this is 
your roster on paper looks really good from a dynasty perspective. The concern I have is there's a lot of volatility here. You've got Hall coming back from a major ACL injury. Lance coming back from a major ankle injury. Javonta Williams coming off a major ACL. Dobbins coming off a major. You've got a lot of volatility from an injury perspective that you need these guys to come back healthy. So it may be worth shopping a couple of those guys, whether it be for other young studs or more picks as well, if you're already looking at a three to four year rebuild, because there are there's a world where Dobbins just isn't J.K. Dobbins. There's a world where Javonta Williams isn't Javonta Williams, where Lance isn't what we thought Lance was going to be coming back from that ankle injury, right? So there's a lot of volatility I don't know that I'm comfortable with on a rebuild team. So I'd be looking to maybe move a piece or two to get some stability uh, for my roster. Yep. And Deshaun Watson has played football in two years. Um, So when he's coming back and he's someone that you could trade for quite the haul here in a couple weeks, but with him being your, like, I don't know. I, I, I like, I definitely see what you're saying. And I, I, I think this is a, you know, three year rebuild. You take the rookies next year, you let those guys get healthy and see where, see you can go from there. You can't trade any of those other guys that are hurt. Cause the only team that wants them is you. Cause you're the rebuilding yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, typically you've got another team that's going to be one or two other teams that are willing to do that. Uh, but I think the roster that you have now, if all those guys, you know, let's say you're, you're just, hundred percent. You hit hundred percent on these guys. You're really 2024 is going to be a monster year for you because Hall first year back from an ACL, give him kind of a pass. Javonta Williams, give him a pass. Lance, a pass. The second year is really where you're looking for these guys to take that next leap. And then you have a year under the belt of guys like Bijan Robinson, CJ Stroud, if you go and try to get a quarterback, you know, whatever the situation is, and you're looking at an absolute smash squad in 2024. So I think two years is, is really in the realm of possibility. All right, let's move on to our third wide receiver, third most traded for wide receiver over the last 30 days. We've already talked about Devontae Adams is number one. Stephon Diggs is number two. Number three is actually DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And a one-for-one trade. This is a guy we talked about a little bit earlier, but I was I'm very interested to see what your perspective is, Dave. And that is CD Lamb. Would you prefer DK Metcalf or CD Lamb? Uh, I'm I'm a Lamb guy, uh, so I'll, I'll you know, there's not a huge difference in the um, really is not a huge difference in the the age or the quarterback, and so Geno Smith has played his way where he's not. I mean, he's playing better than Dak Prescott, and it's and it feels like Geno is 20 years older than Dak Prescott. He's two or three years older than Dak Prescott. So you're playing dynasty. I play in two or three year windows. There's so much volatility with GMs and coaches and situations and injuries. You can't just say, well, in 10 years, CeeDee Lamb's going to be this age. And no, I'm not going to play that game. But I'll go with CeeDee Lamb, but it's close. Yeah, I think I'm going to go C.D. Lamb, too. And I, I've got a little bit different perspective on the quarterback position. I think there is more stability with Dak than there is with Geno. And that really puts C.D. Lamb over the edge. What I would say, though, is is there that much difference? If you're on a contending roster, um, or let's say you think you're the third or fourth best team, would you look to move C.D. Lamb for D.K. plus a little bit? 
Because I think that's really what the value is. I think you could get more than just DK Metcalf for CD Lamb. And I might be looking, that'd be a move I'd be interested to make, even if I was a contender. Moving CD Lamb, getting DK Metcalf, maybe another smaller piece that I could use to solidify my roster for a championship run or maybe even a year, you know, next year. Yeah. And and when you look at ECR, I'm one of the I'm one of the dynasty rankers. And I will tell you this. Not everybody updates their dynasty rankings every week. Like <laughs> we do our regular season week to week rankings. So I'm going position by position and doing my dynasty rankings. I have not updated my dynasty receiver rankings in a while. So take these as they are. CeeDee Lamb is wide receiver five. DK is wide receiver 11. I feel like that has not moved since the season started. So yeah. I just don't know how updated those rankings are, but you know, Brad, you might have some startup data that might be able to help us out if you have ADP. Yeah, I was going to pull mine up because I just updated mine um, not too long ago. So I have C.D. Lamb at three and D.K. Metcalf at eight. Yeah, so, so you know, in still the scenario, a, a decent enough delta there. Yep, in the scenario, again, you know, you got to think of these guys like assets. And if you could yep. trade C.D. for D.K. Plus, Go get them. If you could trade Amon Ra or Diggs for that guy plus, then you do it. Ah, yeah. oh, man. Should I trade Steven JT for Stevenson? This is where we're at. This is, is. where we're at. It is. I mean, if you're seven and one or six and two, then you might want to hang and, and just kind of wait to the, see what happens to JT. But if anything else, I think you take the healthy player. I mean, would you be shocked in three weeks if they just shut JT down? No, I would not. The Colts have nothing to play for. They've already benched their quarterback. They've not made any moves to the trade deadline. They're they're obviously not a contending team. Why would they put their – we saw this with the Detroit Lions, with DeAndre Swift. They just did not put him in any danger. I just I, – I, yeah, go ahead. Go to go with Stevenson and just don't have to sweat it. Yeah, even if we weren't, you know, feared for Jonathan Taylor getting shut down, that offense is just not good right now. Um, teams don't have to worry about anything other than shutting him down. The offensive line is not that good this year. Uh, and Stevenson has absolutely balled out ever since he was given the opportunity with Damian Pierce. You know, the first three weeks we were kind of worried, right? We looked at Ramondre Stevenson very much like we looked at A.J. Dillon the first three weeks where we're like, oh my God, we thought these guys were going to have a real role and really be startable assets. In the first three weeks, they weren't. Well, then Damian Harris got hurt and Ramondre Stevenson got the opportunity to start. And ever since then, he's just dominated from a receiving standpoint, from a rushing standpoint, from an efficiency metric standpoint. He is an absolute smash. And I would not think twice about moving Jonathan Taylor for him in a redraft league. I know this is a dynasty pod, but in a redraft league right now. All right. So moving on. Uh, just a reminder, guys, make sure you subscribe and then make sure you send those screenshots over on Twitter to SGPN Fantasy Football. If you don't have Twitter, let us know. Yeah, follow the directions below. Yeah. Free Debo Samuel jersey we're giving away. Three easy steps. It's free to join. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our next wide receiver, and that is T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we, we, 
this should make sense, right? Jamar Chase goes down. T. Higgins is the alpha. Everybody wants to go get them some T. Higgins, which I think T. Higgins is a monster to begin with. So I would I would have been trying to trade for him before this anyway. But this is another guy that we've talked about today in a one-for-one -one trade. Would you trade T. Higgins for Brees Hall? This, again, depends with your roster. I mean, if you have T. Higgins... If you have T. Higgins, you're you're probably not in a situation where you can trade T. Higgins if you're a contender right now. But I am going to go get Brees Hall. Um, T. Higgins is going to be a free agent in two years. He's he could possibly be out of Cincinnati, and we don't know what that would mean for him. Um, I think he's a great player, and I think as a number one on an offense, he would be fine. But Brees Hall, running backs are hard to find. I'm, I'm going to go with Brees Hall on this one. Yeah, I, th I think I agree with that. I could also understand both sides of this coin. Again, I think this is a pretty evenly fair trade based on where Brees Hall's valued right now from a dynasty perspective because of the injury. But I would definitely rather have Brees Hall than T. Higgins on really even a contending roster right now because I don't think T. Higgins is putting you over the top right now to go win something. So, so I'm going Brees Hall as well. So something that you guys need to look at, um, just little Austin Eckler's popped up on the injury report. We know that has anytime that happens with Eckler, you get worried. And it says, sounds like the Chargers are going to take caution. And some people are reporting could be, you know, could be out for multiple weeks with an abdomen injury. Nothing official as far as him being out, but it is something to monitor. Joshua Kelly's on the IR, short-term IR, should be back in a couple weeks with a knee injury Isaiah Spiller is there and Isaiah Spiller is someone that you could in your redraft leagues stash a little bit if you have the the space but in your other leagues you can try to you can probably get him for nothing and if something were to happen and Austin Eckler to be out and Josh Kelly, Kelly's out it's gonna be you know Sonny Michelle and Isaiah Spiller and Sonny Michelle's been like he's not been playing much at all nope no, yeah, I like that. I think even from like a dynasty roster perspective, you could end up going and getting Isaiah Spiller on really kind of the cheap if that was a player you were interested in. Again, a kind of a rebuild type situation. I, I don't believe the injury to Austin Eckler is going to be extended, like a long term issue for him. So I, I don't think from a a redraft perspective, it's going to give you a ton to do, but maybe he's a spot start or something like that if you need a win. So, yep. All right, let's move on to our last wide receiver. And this is an interesting one for me. And this is, we're going to talk about Mike Pittman, Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Would you prefer him or George Kittle, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers? Who was it again? Michael Pittman or George Kittle. Michael Pittman, fifth most traded wide receiver. As of the last thirty days, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with I'll stick with uh, with Pittman, um, but I can understand wanting to go after George Kittle with positional value. Yeah, I'm I'm going George Kittle here. Um, I, I that's a guy we've talked about tight ends in the past uh, and how having a stud tight end is really a, a head up above the competition. And I think George Kittle is that guy. We've seen it the last couple of weeks. And I think he's a guy that is a difference maker on that offense. Even with the addition of CMC, I'm not worried about it. 
so I'm, I'm going to go George Kittle here. I've never been a huge Michael Pittman guy, to be honest. Uh, and I just, the Indianapolis Colts are just a mess right now. So I, I'm going George Kittle. Makes sense. All right, let's move on. I've got a couple tight ends, and then we're going to get out of here for Thursday night football. And the first one, as you could imagine, is Kyle Pitts, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. And this trade is very intriguing to me. Would you prefer Kyle Pitts or DeAndre Swift? Again, this is a dynasty trade. Yeah, I, I, both these guys are a headache right now. You. You might be either muted or your mic's unplugged. Can you hear me? I very faintly. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift. I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift here. All right. Yeah, that's that's where my. I mean, it's just too good to be true to me. Uh, to be able to move Kyle Pitts for DeAndre Swift, not an old running back by any shape of the imagination, a team that really is kind of on the up and up. I, I believe in Jared Goff. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do a little bit. That team is really playing pretty hard. They've been in a lot of close games this season, and DeAndre Swift is just a monster. This dude is extremely good at playing football, and I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is not, but that team is in literal turmoil right now, and I know they're – leading the division right now but that's just not real to me I I guess I I know that sounds weird but nobody can look at the Atlanta Falcons and say that's a roster that I think can win right now Uh, so you know they don't have an answer to the wide receiver position right now I think Drake London is going to help that obviously but now Calvin Ridley's out of town and you're looking at Olamide Zacchaeus is the two Kyle Pitts no running back so they're they're they need some help and I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift as well the last tight end we'll talk about is the probably the tight end one really in dynasty formats, and that's going to be Mark Andrews, the second most traded for tight end right now. And would you prefer – this is a super flex league, mind you. Mark Andrews or Trevor Lawrence? So um, before the season started, I did trade – I had Mark Andrews in an auction league, and I traded him for Trevor Lawrence and a draft pick. Um, and before the show, I had a Mark Andrews question. Uh, someone asked me, uh, shout out to Zach Noble. Who do you value more in, in dynasty Mark Andrews or CD lamb? And so, um, back to the original question, Superflex, Trevor Lawrence or Mark Andrews. I'm, I'm going to take Mark Andrews in this trade just because he's a one of one. I can't trust pits. I, you know, Kelsey's getting older. He, you got to go with, with Andrews and Lawrence has been good. But he's not in like a top tier guy. Like this is not. We're not talking about trading, like even like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Lawrence is not up there yet. He's a QB two, and you know he's QB one in dynasty because of his age. But he's a QB two on a weekly basis. And and Mark Andrews is literally like the tight end one or tight end two every single week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the Trevor Lawrence side. I just think in a super flex league. Uh, a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence is uh, you've got to have him. You have to have him. Uh, and if you don't, Mark Andrews is just going to sit on your team and rot because he's not going to be able to do anything. Uh, and I think being able to get the value of a 23 year old quarterback, 
uh, who hasn't looked great this season. I'll, I'll admit that, but he's also a guy who's seen different offensive coordinators and different coaching staffs over his first two seasons. So give him some time to develop under Doug Peterson and that offense, I think is going to, there's going to, it's going to pay dividends in the long term. They just added Calvin Ridley, which is a huge plus. They're going to continue to add pieces in the off season and through the draft. They're a young team and I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a smash play in the future while right now yeah I get it he's giving you QB2 numbers but I think long term he's going to end up giving you top 10 numbers and I'm willing to make that move for for him giving away Mark Andrews right now so okay that's it it. that's ever that's everybody all right all right well hey uh, enjoy this uh, game of football Oh, we're going to. Um, good. <laughs> Eagles fans are anyway. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's it's better than what we think it's going to be. But um, yeah, I don't think there's many high expectations. So everybody, as always, good luck this season. Cheers. <laughs>